Hey, hey, good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. It's your guy, Larry, and you're tuning to another wonderful and awesome episode of Larry's Bobblecast. How you guys doing? How you guys doing today? Excuse me. Um, just stumbling over my words a little bit. Uh, listen, um, just very grateful that you tuned in today or this week. And uh, I, I hope that you had a wonderful uh, holiday, uh, Thanksgiving. I hope that those of you had a good dinner, good fellowship with family and friends, or, or maybe you just had a nice quiet evening at home. Maybe some of you worked. Um, if you had to work, you know, um, hey, you probably made some good overtime on your jobs. Um, so listen, um, I just really am thankful that you guys tuned in. Uh, today, we're going to be getting into another uh, Bible reading of the book of Romans. We're going to be pretty much in the book of uh, Romans on chapter 3, verses 1 through 20 today. And so we're going to be talking about, one, it's going to be about uh, how God remains faithful. And then the other uh, part of it will be about all people are sinners. So Stay tuned for a really good episode today. It's not going to be very long. Thank goodness. I know I talk quite, I get kind of long-winded in some of these episodes, but I want to make sure that um, the Lord is, has really uh, impressed on my heart to really get into the book of Romans and uh, and really go through this book and, and what we could talk about. Uh, uh, salvation and, and God's faithfulness and, and what he desires of us, okay, and how our, our world is. So I'm so glad that you tuned in. And and uh, again, we are, man, we're closing in on the end of November, getting ready to go into my favorite month of, of the year, December. And some of you that have listened to my podcast and over the years uh, have heard me um we will I'll be doing a Christmas episode. Um, unfortunately, it will only be aired on Spotify. Um, I'll be playing some Christmas, some of my famous Christmas tunes that I enjoy. And uh, that will be just a special, uh, special podcast episode that I'll be doing. And unfortunately, like I said, it will only be on Spotify. So if some of you are already um uh, subscribe to Spotify and have Spotify accounts, then please look me up Larry's Bible cast on there under the podcast section. And, uh, you'll be able to hear, um, that special, those special episodes as I post them. But for now, if you're listening to me, you can hear me on uh, Apple podcasts. You can hear, hear me, of course, on Spotify as well. Uh, uh, iHeart radio and other, and other ways and any, any place else that you normally listen to podcasts, uh, definitely appreciate it. I just got a um, just a notifications uh, uh, email from Spotify, and I just appreciate everybody that has been subscribed to my podcast that is currently listening to my podcast. I really want to say thank you for um, just just li- having a listening ear. I'm not a very big podcaster. I'm just just a normal guy like you guys, and uh, I just like to talk about God's word. And I'm just very grateful that. Um, you guys thought about enough, thought enough about me to tune in. So <laughs> I really am. I'm really am excited and really am appreciative of, of a lot of you. Just continue to pray for me. Pr- continue to pray that uh, that the Lord will will just continue to um, 
help advise me and help uh, grow uh, this little podcast. And um, again, I don't have to have a big audience, but I'm just grateful for those of you that do listen. And 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 I and I hope that you are getting something out of this, just as I, as I am. As I when I read God's word, I get something out of it too. So I just want to thank you again uh, for for acknowledging me as someone that someone that you might listen to um on on these uh episodes here on this podcast and i'm grateful i've seen some of your um your comments but i've also seen uh how some of the uh episodes uh have been becoming more popular among my episodes so just been pretty encouraged by that so again thank you again tell others about this podcast share this podcast with other people uh those that may want to hear it and listen to it maybe get inspired by it i really appreciate it guys so again uh until until then uh you guys have a wonderful day wonderful rest of the week and uh, i'll be talking to you soon oh sit back and relax and enjoy this next episode of larry's bible cast All right, all right. So let's get right into today's Bible reading. I'm glad you guys have uh, joined me uh, today. So or this morning. So we're going to get into Romans chapter three, um, and we're going to see what God has to say to us. Let's have a quick word of prayer before we get into this um, Bible reading today. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for another day, another week, Lord, you've allowed us to see. Thank you that you've given us such grace and mercy, Lord God, throughout the rest of this year. Lord, we thank you for just allowing us to see 11 months, excuse me, in the year of 2023. I pray for the health and the longevity of my listeners and i pray that their families are doing well i pray that they're doing well lord god and though we live in a world of ups and downs and trials and tribulations lord you've been continuously faithful to us lord god you can continually faithful and providing for us and and just being who you are lord god lord i don't think that we thank you enough lord god and praise you enough lord but lord i just pray that this morning or this evening or whatever time my listeners are listening to you, I pray that we have a good reading today. I pray that that whatever we're reading out of the book of Romans today, that is uh, be able to apply it in our lives. We learn something. You enlighten us. You open our minds and our hearts and, and give us some kind of a uh, uh, clarity on the scriptures, Lord God, and Lord, just continue to direct me, Lord God. I'm I'm not a minister, but yet I love teaching and I guess talking about your word to your people, Lord God. I pray that this is an inspiration to those that are listening right now. And Lord, we just praise you and I thank you, Lord God, for everything you're about to do today. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God and amen. All right, so let's get right into God's word today. You guys ready to hear God's word? Um, I hope you are. So we're going to get into um, Romans chapter three, as I said before, and this one is entitled God Remains Faithful. And we'll be reading from uh, verse one 
and we're going to go maybe verse one to uh, verse eight. And uh, I'll try to make this uh, episode as short as possible for some of you. And so, uh, again, we'll 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 take it slow, but we're going to first read the, the passages and then we'll we'll go back over it and talk a little bit about it. OK, so um, whatever you may be doing, you might be listening while you're driving or maybe um, going for a walk, hopefully, or maybe exercising or whatever. Maybe you're doing some errands, whatever you may be doing. I'm just glad that you tuned in and checking this episode out. Out again, so let's get right into this, okay? Um, it says, God remains faithful. Verse 1 Then, what's the advantage of being a Jew? This is a question Is there any value in ceremony in the ceremony of circumcision? Yes, there are great benefits. First of all, the Jews were entrusted with the whole revelation of God. True, some of them were unfaithful. But just because they were unfaithful, does that mean God will be unfaithful? Of course not. Even if everyone else is a liar, God is true. As the scriptures say about him, you will be proved right in what you say and you will win your case in court. But some might say our sinfulness serves as serves a good purpose for it helps people see how righteous God is. Isn't it fair or isn't it unfair then for him to punish us? This is merely a human point of view. Of course not. If God were not entirely fair, how would he be qualified to judge the world? But someone might still argue, how can God condemn me as a sinner if my dishonesty highlights the truthfulness and brings him more glory? And some people even slander us by claiming that we say the more we sin, the better it is. Those who say such things deserve to be condemned. All right. So let's uh, what do you guys think about this? uh, This verse or this uh, scripture reading right here. Um, Remember, this is um, Paul talking to the the um, or writing this letter to the Romans. And uh, mainly the Gentile nations or the Jews, I'm sorry, Jewish people uh, addressing them. And so in Ro- in uh, Romans chapter two, we went into a little bit about the benefits of being Jewish as well as the law, uh, the Jews and the law. And also what they what they felt um, was a benefit to their uh, knowing God and and being Jewish, basically, they tie that in with being um, God's favorite, so to speak. Um, also, the, the ceremony of circumcision, which is which, which if you go back to the previous episode, we talked on Romans uh, chapter two. And so that was was dealing with that. So this is just Paul continuing on the same topic um, to the Jews. So he's saying here again, let's go over this. He says, then what's what's the advantage of being a Jew? This is a question, as I said before. Is there any value in ceremony in the ceremony of circumcision? Um, And his answer is yes, there are great benefits. First of all, the Jews were entrusted with the whole revelation of God. Now, this is very important. Remember, when the Bible was written, we, you know, during this time that the, the book of Romans was was written and Paul was writing this letter, um, they just had the Old Testament to go after. And 
you know, thousands of years before Christ came, um, was born, the Jewish people or the children of Israel, they had the advantage of, of, of the, the, um, all the things with God, all the events that we read about, whether from Abraham to Moses, from King David and all the prophets, Isaiah, Ezekiel, um, uh, Jeremiah, and all the, all the prophets at that time. And, and even going through the book of Daniel when, when Daniel was around. So there was a lot of history from the time of, say, Genesis through um, Malachi, the book of Malachi. And then there was some years between that before, before Christ came. So what was going on at that time? Well, you know, again, God and God had his continuous relationship with the children of Israel. Some were, some things were good. Some things were bad. They were, they were considered, if you read some of the old Testament, they were considered a stiff neck generation. I know Moses talked about them a lot, um, being hard to deal with, even though they rescued them out of, um, the hands of Pharaoh in Egypt. And then they went through the Red Sea. They had the Red Sea experience and a lot of great miracles. Then you had the judges. And then from the judges, you had kings and you had prophets. And so throughout that time period, we had um, ha- almost what, 30, 30 something books of the Bible uh, that you can read and you can see the historical events between God and his people and how he dealt with the children of Israel as a as a as a um, as a people and not even really as a nation at that time. But you can see um, there was a constant ongoing relationship with the Jewish people. Now, what part of this was, was again, to show that they were um, uh, devoted and also they were um, devout Jews to, to God. They had they were circumcised, which is a physical sign that meant that the males would have to circumcise themselves in order to show the, of them being faithful to God. Amen. So we see here, it says he asked a question about what is the advantage of being Jew and is there any value in the ceremony of circumcision? I really highly recommend that you go back and listen to chapter two, because this here was really a great breakdown for for Paul as he talked to the Romans uh, or to the Jewish people at that time and and really talk to them about the value of circumcision and what it really means, what true circumcision really truly is. Okay. Uh, again, it's not about just religion or, or some kind of religious stature, but it's really about the heart of circumcision, not the physical appearance of circumcision, but the heart that needs to be circumcised. Amen. So listen to this. He says, yes, there are great benefits. First of all, the Jews were entrusted with the whole revelation of God. Now, this is really powerful because of the fact that what we have to understand um, is that they knew God and they knew God's laws and God's expectations more than than any other uh, class of people at that time, even before Jesus Christ came on the scene. Okay, now listen to this in verse three. True, some of them were unfaithful, but just because they were unfaithful, does that mean God will be unfaithful? Okay, of course not, he says. Even if everyone else is a liar, God is true. The scriptures, as the scriptures say about him, you will be proved right in what you say and you will win your case in court. Now, I'm going to tell you something. One thing that I love about what Paul says and how he says this here 
is the fact that God is faithful. God will always be faithful. God will be hands above anybody that he's ever created. Remember, we are so imperfect. God will always keep his promise. God will always keep his promise. You can bet that anything he says, anything that he says he will do, he will do. Every, his word does not come back void. What he said will happen, will happen. And everyone throughout history, throughout the Bible, and throughout when you read the Old Testament, they know, you see through the prophets, through through those that, that spoke for him, spoke in his, in his place like Moses, like Abraham. Listen, when they led the people, they spoke for God. And, and even though they weren't perfect, like he says, they weren't perfect. The, the Jewish people weren't perfect. The children of Israel were definitely not perfect. They angered God. They were disobedient to God. They were unfaithful to God. You can see throughout, the, as you read the story throughout the Bible, you'll see that the Israelites or the children of Israel, they were definitely faulty people. But yet, even though they were faulty people, God remained faithful to them. And that's so wonderful to think about when it comes to God. Even though this here in this scripture, we're talking about the Jewish people. But remember, this also applies to us as well. We are, we are the Gentiles. We are the ones that are outside of the Jews. And just to see how if God is faithful to them through their disobedience, through their unfaithfulness, through their waywardness, just imagine how he is with us. We're not even his, the Jewish people. We're not even the, the ones that, um, are, are, are in covenant with him or circumcised in the way of ceremony or circumcision, but we are uh, adopted into the family of God. We're the spiritual heirs of Abraham. Amen. So, we may not be the children of Abraham, but we are the spiritual heirs of Abraham by faith because we believe God just like God, just like Abraham believed God for when he um, entrusted him with his son to sacrifice his, his son. Amen. So listen, here's as we go on along here. It says you will be proved right in what you say and you will win your case in court. And it's funny how he uses that um, you winning his case in court, because remember, God is a judge. Well, Jesus will be the judge, but God is a judge. So therefore, guess what? He will not he will not go against himself and he will not contradict himself. Amen. So listen to this. Now he goes into what I think is really interesting to the Jewish people in, in addressing um, the unfaithfulness of of them and as well as as the argument that could be said. So in verse five, we go in here and it says, but some might say our sinfulness serves a good purpose. Can you believe that? So so in other words, he's Paul is already talking about how some people will say this. They were kind of twisted in a way and say, well, Hey, you know what? This serves as the, our sinfulness serves as a good purpose for it helps people see how righteous God is. Okay. It says, isn't it unfair then for him to punish us? See, you see how we, we kind of twist things. We kind of, if, if things are bad, we think that, okay, well, you know, it's to, it's to God's advantage. It makes him look good. <laughs> it makes him look really favorable because we're so bad and he's just give us so much grace. So it says here, isn't it unfair that for uh, then for him to punish us? This is merely a human point of view. He points out, of course not. 
um, Paul says, if God were not entirely fair, how would he be qualified to judge the world? Okay, let's, let's read that again. He says, how, of course not, if God were, in, were not entirely fair, how would he be qualified to judge the world? Okay, he says, but someone might still argue and say, how can God condemn me as a sinner if my dishonesty highlights his truthfulness and brings him more glory? Okay, and then verse eight, and some people even slander us by claiming that we say the more we sin, the better it is. Those who say such things deserve to be condemned. So we see here that Paul is really pointing out the hypocrisy of what people can say and what they what their reason is. You know, a lot of times um, in our world and our society that we live in today, you know, the you know, people have already said that the things that used to be good uh, is considered evil. Things that are evil is considered good. Things have gone topsy turvy in our in our world and our society. And no matter where you're listening to me from, any part of your society and, and any part of the world right now, the morality has gone down. Um, everything has just really change and it's really come to a compromising situation the things that god um never condoned and never intended for be to be done is now human human beings we as man mankind we're turning it and flipping it and and really being uh um just being evil with it being sinful with it and we're excusing our sinfulness and this is something that we have to really be careful of is that we cannot excuse our sin. This is what I see in this argument that Paul was making. Paul was making this argument because some people are saying that our sinfulness serves as a good purpose. It doesn't never serve as a good purpose. See, see, just because God allows sinful behavior, I talked to somebody recently where um, I was explaining to them that God gave us free will. See, God gave us free will. Doesn't mean that he condones the wrong decisions that we make. Okay. Doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that, that, that he's okay with it. Remember, sin is sin to God. And, and even though we have what you call the grace of God, God does not still give us a license to do the things that we do. It's not right. And God, like I said before, I said in another episode that God is the same yesterday of the Old Testament as he is of the today in the New Testament. And it's today the uh, same God today in 2023 as he will be in the future. OK, so we have to always remember that as we are going throughout our life, even as Christians, as believers, we have to understand that though we are living on this side of eternity, though we have the time that we have to repent of our sins and turn from our wicked ways, God is still giving us grace and mercy. But don't excuse that grace of mercy of him being OK with what you're doing. OK, this is very important. And this is why Paul makes this argument. He makes this statement here in verse six. Even he says, if God were not entirely fair, how would he be qualified to judge the world? You see, so that's another thing that we have to remember. People think or want to think and they and again, this is human thinking that we want to think that God is not being fair or how could he punish us? OK, isn't it unfair? Then for him to punish us, see, because of the way they thought, the way they, they reason 
uh, manipulate their reasoning. You know, this has come from not just human human manipulation, but this is also from the devil. Okay, the devil likes to turn around and he likes to twist the way you think, the way we 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 reason, the way we we kind of process how God is and how God should be, and we try to limit him or try to bring him down to our own human understanding. Well, you know, God wouldn't be he wouldn't be God if he was, you know, he's he punishing us for doing what what he knows that we we're wrong to do. So why would he continue to punish us? Why would he do that? I've heard people even say that uh, a good God would never send anybody to hell. You know what I'm saying? And I've heard that statement. You know why? Because they want to make sure they want to they want to point out or they want to make the statement that my sin, you know, it's not fair for him to send anybody to hell, even though they're not perfect. OK, and you got to remember, God has. And one thing that Paul hasn't has. We haven't reached the point yet. But one thing Paul has not have we have we have not talked about in the scriptures right yet is the redemption value the reason why Jesus Christ came listen to this if god god first of all has to judge the world the reason why Jesus Christ came and he sent Christ into the world is so that the, the is because it needed a salvation it needed a savior okay and that is also for humans or us as mankind to go ahead and make the choice to to receive him willingly okay willingly he doesn't force you to receive Christ he doesn't make you to receive Christ but understand this because of the fact that that Jesus Christ came into the, our world today it shows that God has already judged the world of its sin okay it already judged the world okay and so be, because if he hadn't judged the world, then we wouldn't need Jesus Christ, right? We wouldn't need Jesus Christ. And we would try to get to heaven on our own merit. That means we would get try to get to heaven, heaven by our own works, our own goodness, or what we feel, feel is good. You ever talk to somebody and they say, well, I've done this and I've been good here. And, I've, you know, I've never broken a law, never been to jail. Uh, maybe I've never... Uh, stolen something, maybe, maybe I might have did a little something here and there, but I what I haven't been uh, something like any of these other criminals that you see. So they try to compare themselves. But guess what? Even the things that you might have thought that you weren't as good at, or maybe you just kind of did a little tell a little white lie here and there. Or maybe you laughed at a at a little dirty joke, or maybe you took advantage of something when you shouldn't have. Listen, even though in your mind that might be small, but it's still considered sin. It is still considered an infraction. And one thing we have to remember with God, God is holy. So God doesn't grade on the curb. Everything that we, me and you have done, is still considered an offense and is still considered sin and is still deserving of hell. It has never changed. Listen, even though Jesus Christ is here, we have to take the, we have to also take the, the attitude in our Christian walk that, that God sees the, our behavior as sinful. And he and we have to take our sin and our, our infractions very seriously, even as those of us that have received Christ. So we got to remember that. So, listen, we're going to take a quick, short little break and we're going to get more into the scriptures here. Some familiar passages um, that 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 we're going to read and uh, don't go nowhere. We'll be right back after we take this quick, short break.
All right. All right. So welcome back. And let's get right into um, Romans chapter three again. And we are starting at verse nine and we're going to be reading uh, somewhat of a familiar passage, hopefully to some of you. Um, we're going to go from nine to verse 20. So uh, chapter Romans chapter three verses um, chapter uh, verses nine through verse 20. And uh, this one is entitled all people are sinners. So let's continue on here. What Paul has to say to the Jewish people, it says, well, then should we conclude that we Jews are better than others? No, not at all. For we have already shown that all people, whether Jews or Gentiles are under the power of sin. As the scripture says, no one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. No one is seeking God. All have turned away. All have become useless. No one does good, not a single one. Their talk is foul like the stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with lies. Snake venom drips from their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. They rush to commit murder. Destruction and misery always follow them. They don't know where to find peace. They have no fear of God at all. Verse 19, it says, obviously the law applies to those who, to whom it was given for its purpose is to keep people from having excuses and to show the entire world is guilty before God. For no one, for no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. Now, this is a, a very good emphasis point on verse 20. I like this um, where it says, for no one can ever be made made right with God by doing what the law commands. And the law simply shows us how sinful we are. And this is a very good, this is a very good point to <coughs> close this episode on. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. So Paul here is making the case to the Jewish people again that he says, well, then should we conclude that we Jews are better than others? OK, remember, he remember in uh, chapter two, he talks about that. He kind of he really lays out this whole argument about the Jewish people feeling that they're better than others because they like like it says earlier in verse um, in chapter three, it talks about how, you know, they had the whole revelation of God. Remember this, too. One of the things to, to remember in this argument is that since the Jews had the whole revelation of God, you would think that they would have to be more accountable to God. They would be under greater, a greater, um, um, just just a, a, a greater a responsibility, and it is hold down to them even more so. And I like what we're we're talking about here because what he's saying, he says, um, no, you know, as he continues on in verse nine, no, not at all. For we have already shown that all people, whether Jews or Gentiles, are under the power of sin. OK, so this is what the Jewish people are, are, are shown as well, because even though they had the full law, or they had the full revelation of God, they also the law also shows that they are sinful. See, 
like it says, and I'm kind of bouncing back and forth on this passage here, but in verse 20 in Romans chapter 3, we are, it's showing us that the law, what it does, it actually, it actually exposes your sin. See, anytime the law is given, you know, we, we have laws anywhere you live at, there's certain laws. If we break those laws, the, first of all, the law is given because it shows that we, we need to have order. When a person breaks those law, guess what? You are, you are, 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 are considered punished or you are breaking the law. If once you break the law, you're still punished. You're still guilty. You're guilty of breaking that law. Listen, the law simply shows how guilty you really are. Okay. But it doesn't. It doesn't, in other words, the law is all it does. It does not redeem you. It does not make you uh, a good citizen or a bad citizen. It actually shows how bad that um, that society is that they have to make laws. Okay, listen, one thing about, about uh, learning to do good is as we grow, as we, we were in the, you know, as, as children, we were never taught to do bad. We just naturally knew how to do bad. It was natural. It came natural to a lot of us as we were kids, as we're babies, right? We naturally are selfish. We naturally want what we want. We don't, we don't, you know, we, we cry when we don't, we can't get our way. And as we get older, sometimes we are manipulative. We try to manipulate our mothers, our fathers, you know, and, and some of you that have children, you see that now, you know, as, as beautiful and, and, and precious as your son or daughter is, you, you know that your son and daughter can, can either be manipulative or whatnot. Guess what? Did you ever teach your son and daughter, your son or daughter that? You didn't. You didn't have to. What do we always do? We have to correct our child. We have to correct our children, right? Why do we have to do that? Because it's in our nature. Our nature is always bent towards sin. It's always bent towards something that is considered wrong. So it's in our nature. But this is why as we get older, we begin to understand the difference between right and wrong. If you're a good parent, and most parents are good, hopefully out there, they're teaching their children the difference between what is considered right and what is considered wrong. Now, is that good enough to get you into heaven? We'll, 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 we'll get into it more as we continue to read through verse uh, chapter uh, Romans chapter 3. But it says here, though, here's the thing. Here's the judgment. It says, no, not at all. For we have already shown that all people, whether Jews or Gentiles, are under the power of sin. Now, he goes in verse 10 and he lists all these different things. It says, as the scripture says, no one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. No one is truly no one is seeking God. All have turned away. All have become useless. No one does good. Not a single one. You see that? That means all of us, all of us, and nobody can raise their hand, whether it be me or anyone of you, anybody out there that's listening or anybody that you run into can never say that they are perfect, that they are without sin, that they are they're guilt free. None of us are. See that? Verse 13 goes on to say their talk is foul, like the stench from an open grave. That's very descriptive, isn't it? Then when they say your talk is foul, like a stench from an open grave, that's that's 
That's a very bad description. Their tongues are filled with lies. Snake venom drips from their lips. Isn't that, that's, that's a crazy description. Then it says their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Do you know, have you ran into people like that? Have you seen people like this? It says they rush to commit murder. See, they don't just walk to it. They're in a hurry. They, they are quick to commit murder. They don't even think about it. You know, these days that we're living in, people are killing people so quickly. There is no regard for life. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about people that are in your execution and all that stuff. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your, your people that's in your neighborhoods, people that are around the corner from you, people that are living in the same city of you as you. They, they are people, there are murder happening everywhere. Everywhere, I don't care some of your most quietest neighborhoods, something bad is happening when it comes to murder. <clears throat> Listen to this. He goes on in verse 16. Destruction and misery always follow them. They don't know where to find peace. You know people like that today? There's so, there's so many things that's happening. People don't have no peace. They don't have no kind of uh, contentment. They are constantly um, at odds. They're constantly dysfunctional. They're constantly arguing. They're constantly at war with somebody. See, this is happening in our world today. We can say the same thing on this current generation in our current society right now. There's no peace in our society. There's no peace in our world. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure that a lot of you agree with this. It says there is verse 18. They have no fear of God at all. Listen, it's, 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 it's almost like a, a news article for today because it tells us that all these things, they have no respect for God. They have no reverence for God. They do things out in the open. They don't, they don't have, they don't feel no sorry for being uh, remorseful for it. They feel their right to do it. They feel that they're justified in doing it. And it doesn't matter who they hurt, who they kill, who they talk about, you know, and, and it's just, it's, it's bad. And listen, we're living at a time where this time is coming to a close. And this is why I always want to tell you that keep, if you're living for the Lord right now, stay living for the Lord. Stay, stay, stay close to the cross. Stay close and be devoted to God more than ever before. Because just like it was in the days of Noah, just like it was before Noah built the ark and he preached uh, for many years that it was going to rain, that God was going to destroy the earth. And people laughed at him. They scoffed at him. They mocked him. They didn't think it was, he thought they was crazy for talking the way he was talking. And guess what? God eventually brought, brought rain down and flooded the entire world and, and destroyed that entire human race. Okay. So listen, we are actually living or repeating the same historical way in one sense, except for God will not destroy this earth with water. He will destroy it with fire. And remember this, there will be the rapture of the church, but it will also be the coming of Jesus Christ. So remember the church that's serving right now is serving as a way to to, to preach the word of God, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ right now. We are living in a time like never before, saints, like never before. And again, I know that, that, that each generation has gone by and talked about Jesus Christ coming, but I am also in this generation now and saying the same thing. Please, 
If you haven't considered giving your heart and your life to Christ, now is the time. Not tomorrow, not, not not next week, not next month, not next year. Do it now. Amen. So let's continue on here. Verse 19. Obviously, the law applies to those to whom it was given. For its purpose is to keep people from having excuse having excuses to to show that the entire world is guilty before God. Again, remember that's what I was saying. The law the law shows that because guess what? Not only the law has to be given to a world that is lawless, but it also showing that the people cannot even uh, uh keep the law. They're breaking the law. Okay? Human nature does this automatically. We naturally break the law. We naturally break God's law. Remember that. Remember from the time of Moses when the Ten Commandments was given, they were they were doing all kind of things even after the law was given. And and that was during the time in reading Exodus where Moses got upset with the people of Israel and he broke the Ten Commandments because he was so angry. They were they had made a a, a a golden a, a idol out of a golden calf and they were worshiping it. By the time Moses came down from getting the tablets from God, they were already disobeying God. They were already being a offense to God. They were already um, um, walking away from God. They were being unfaithful. Listen, in that day, it was bad. And today, it's also bad. So many people in our generation, so many people in our society have walked away from God. They have walked away from what they know of God. And remember, we read in Romans chapter 1 that all the things that we read is exactly what's happening in our day right now. Okay, And this is why the Lord has put it on my heart to go through the book of Romans. So let's continue on here. Um, verse 20, again, it says, for no one can be, can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. And remember that. So we're going to close it out for today. I told you, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to keep it a little shorter for you this time. But I want, I want to stress the importance um, we are seeing in this in this part of Romans right now where Paul is making the case to the Jewish people that number one, being Jewish doesn't make you right with God. Uh, having a, a ceremony of circumcision doesn't make you right with God. Uh, uh, trying to keep the law doesn't make you right with God. And And so just stick with me. As we continue on to reading the book of Romans and, and Paul, the writings of Paul, as he talks to the Jewish people and he shows and he, and he and he begins to reveal what makes you right with God. What what is the only what is the only way that we are right with God? And so, listen, I want to give you guys or give someone out there an opportunity to 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 give their heart and their life to to the Lord. Remember this again, as I said before, we got to make sure we take advantage of the time we have while you still have breath in your body, while you're still living, while you still make a decision. Listen, it's the most important decision is to give your life to the Lord through his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ had, had given his life for the for the world. 
He, he gave his life for you and for me. And we have the opportunity now to, 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 to make that decision, to give our lives and our hearts to him. See, like the, like the Bible is saying here, it's saying that we are not made right by doing what the law commands or the law simply shows how sinful we are. So that means we're in trouble, saints. Anybody that feels that that the only way that to 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 get right with God is by obeying the law. Guess what? There's more to it than that. God requires more. God requires more, not a physical circumcision, but something within, something deeper, something more. And God has provided that for us. He provided that for us through his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. So listen, I'm going to give someone out there. Hopefully you're out there. Maybe you're, you're thinking about it. God, uh, God doesn't want, God does not want to send you to hell. Okay. He wants you to, to be in heaven with him in his presence forever. And right now is the best time to give your life to him. So why don't we stop right now and we're going to go ahead and I'm going to pray for some of you out there. And I pray that, again, there's no judgment. We all at some point had to receive Christ. We all was living a life that was that was not uh, pleasing to the Lord. So some of you out there, someone out there, listen, you're in the privacy of your own home, maybe the privacy of your car. Maybe you listen to it through your earbud, your earbuds or whatever you're listening to me on. But listen, this is your time. This is your time. So I'm going to pray right now. OK, Father God, um, has, I pray for my listeners out there, those that are listening to me that have not received Christ. Lord, I ask right now that they open their hearts, their minds to you right now in the name of Jesus. I ask you, my, the listeners, to repeat this prayer. Father God, I know that I'm a sinner. And Lord, I, I know that I, I need help and I need forgiveness. Lord, I ask right now to forgive me of all my sins, Lord God. I ask to make me clean in my heart, Lord God. Forgive me of all unrighteousness, Lord God. And I accept your son, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and my Savior. I receive him. I receive the sacrifice that was made, that he died on the cross, that he was buried and resurrected for me, and he lives for me, and he's praying for me. And Lord, I give my heart and my life. I dedicate my life to you in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask right now that you that um, you help me to turn from my sins, turn from my wayward lifestyle, the lifestyle that I was living that I know you weren't pleased with. Lord, help me and bring me closer to you. I want a relationship with you. I want to be loving towards you and others. Lord, help me to live the way you want me to live, Lord God. And we praise you and we thank you, Lord God. Help me to find a Bible-believing church. Help me to read my Bible more. Help me to pray more, be sincere, and talk to you each and every day. In Jesus' name, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So I hope that you prayed this prayer. It didn't have to be like what I just prayed. But as long as you were sincere and you meant it from your heart, congratulations. You are a son or daughter of God. Listen, God loves you. God loves you. This is what he wants. He wants you to come. He wants you to come. He don't matter how many times you did it or when you did it. If you just did it, it doesn't matter. God wants you right now. And guess what? He's going to love on you. He's going to clean you up. He's going to, he's going to 
continue to help you throughout the rest of your walk. And listen, you ultimately make the choices that you make from here on out. But listen to God. Open your heart to listen to him and ask him to help you continuously. I want to I want to live right. I want to be right. And you know what? There may be some back and forth. You might struggle just a little bit, but keep at it. Keep at it. Find you someone that can hold you accountable. Find you someone that can teach you. Find you a church home that you can go to, that you can commit to, go into. Someone that can teach you the Bible. Okay? Listen, it's okay to listen to me. That's fine. But that's not enough. I want to encourage some of you out there to find you a great, a good ministry that you can devout, to, um, devote your time to and get fed and be spiritually fed. Amen. So, again, thank you for sharing this time with me, um, listening to me. So we're going to be continuing on in the future for this podcast, for uh, the reading the book of Romans again. And uh, I just appreciate it. And thank you very much. Please share and subscribe this, uh, subscribe to this podcast. And uh, again, I'll be talking to you soon. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.